and welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. Two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations on two different coasts, talking about faith, culture, the Bible, and the ins and outs of church ministry. My name is Kevin Sheehan. I'm the Associate Pastor of Reformed Presbyterian Church, a PCA church in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. And I'm Matt Curtis, Pastor of Decision Life Church and Evangelical Free Church in Wairika, California. Welcome to the podcast. Today is June 30th, 2020, and today we'd like to talk about uh, flawed heroes. Uh, Today, as just many uh, statues and monuments are being toppled, some of it uh, makes a lot of sense and maybe some of it doesn't. So we just wanted to talk some about how do we we think through or how do we honor people who have made contribution to our country and yet also uh, have some flaws. And so so how do we think through those things? Also, how do we think about history? Yeah. And trying to nuance and distinguish between what we learn from history and what we celebrate from history. Agreed. So, Matt, have you ever flown out of John Wayne Airport? I, I have, actually. In a lot of years, but I, I have. And I, I know that like some are like looking to rename that because of views he held. And it seems to me um, that that is different than... I'm tearing down a statue of a Confederate general. Like, like those seems to be different. John Wayne Airport is in a city where the film industry is kind of a big deal. He made a significant contribution to film. And so I think having him honor is they're not honoring him for his foreign policy exploits or his uh, role in well, I mean, whatever. I, I don't even know what it would be, but it would just be, it's because he's a film star and that city film stars are significant. Now, how significant they are really is a whole different conversation and maybe another podcast. But I don't know how his views play into that. Now, of course, he had flaws um, and he, I'm sure, said things in uh, 1950 that now in 2020 we would regard as um, uncouth. Um, but I don't know that holding him to the 2020 standards is, I mean, I guess where does it stop? If we're going to re-litigate or re-decide how we're going to do all of that, like where does that stop, I guess. is my Right, point. there's something very anachronistic about trying to see the world through a 2020 lens. It might be what C.S. Lewis called chronological snobbery. Yeah. Of just thinking everything in this present moment is the best way it can possibly be, and we're the most enlightened and most knowledgeable. And everything that came before us was a bunch of uncivilized garbage. Uh, and to hold people to standards that just didn't exist. Also, it's like, I mean, even we can look back 10, 20 years and realize, man, there are, we've changed just in the way that we think about a number of different things. Yeah. Um, and, and to hold people to different standards and different times and different places and different cultures is a dangerous road to go down. Not to mention, you're going to wind up accusing yourself at some point. Yeah. But that whole conversation about, you know, people like John Wayne is pretty different than a lot of the other figures that are being debated and monuments that are being torn down. Sure. I mean, the most obvious examples, I guess, are the ones that are Confederate military generals or soldiers throughout the Deep South that have been memorialized in a different way. And one of the arguments against tearing them down is that we're going to forget our history, which I'm not sure that people saying that actually believe what they're saying. Or are really all that interested in history even. I I don't think that's a totally sincere argument. Like they're they're really concerned about that we're going to lose all of our knowledge of the Civil War. There's a difference between understanding history, presenting history, teaching history, and celebrating history. Right. You know, I even saw someone posted something about, you know, it was a picture of um, 
I forget which one it was, but it was like one of the concentration camps in Germany. Right. And how it's still there. You can still go and you can tour it and you can, you know, learn about the experience there. So see, they're not tearing that down. Why are we tearing down all these Confederate monuments? So that's a mistake of category. Well, there's a whole lot of mistakes there, but go ahead. I think the the big mistake there is is category. So they're like they're not celebrating the concentration camps. They're saying this happened and let's not forget that it happened, lest it happen again. It's like the Holocaust Memorial in DC. Right. right. Whereas a statue of General who would be a good example, General Lee, that that's more that's about than just Lee. You're saying the institutions that he was fighting for, namely slavery, what he was fighting to preserve was worth preserving. Like there's a definite message, I think, being sent there. Worth noting too, since we're since you really care about history, uh, a lot of those monuments were not put up immediately after the war. They were much later. They're much later, in the 1900s. Yeah, like as a statement of saying, let's get back to that, not let's remember it. Do you know what I mean? Like those are different things. So I right. think if they were saying hey, let's burn all of the journals we have from Confederate generals that are in the library at the University of South Carolina. Now, that, that would be, like, worrisome, I think. Let, let, let's burn the historical documents. Then maybe there'd be a case for saying that. Let's erase it that, that they ever existed or wrote or said anything. But that's different than maybe let's think about what, what we memorialize and what we celebrate. Right. It's a categorically different message when you put a statue of Jefferson Davis right in front of City Hall yeah, or the, or the governor's mansion. Right. You know, or fly a Confederate flag or a flag that has the Confederate emblem in it. That's, right. a, that's a whole different message. That's Agreed. not just remembering your history or, or celebrating your heritage. It's like, no, what that's standing for, it's a very clear message that we are pro-Confederacy and everything that the Confederacy stood for which has nothing to do with states' rights. It had everything to do with slavery. Right. right. And so for Black Americans to be, you know, walking underneath these statues in the places where they are citizens. Or to have their address be, you know, General Lee Avenue. Yeah, so that seems like a whole different kind of conversation than, you know, should we rename John Wayne Airport, whatever else. Like, one of the things that made me think about this, so, you know, we have Disney Plus, and I was looking at some older movies and just reading the descriptions. And like in the last week or so, they've added to the descriptions may contain ideas or uh, verbiage that's no longer culturally appropriate. That's just it's from a different cultural lexicon or whatever. And I just thought, how strange that that disclaimer needs to be made. Of course, something filmed in 1970 is going to have a different viewpoint and way of seeing the world because the world was so different. Now, that doesn't mean we, you know, excuse it or whitewash it or whatever, but we... I mean, any thinking person, it seems, should be able to do that. And I don't know why we can't seem to do that, to go, okay, you know, Jonathan Edwards had blind spots, like I've got blind spots, but I can still recognize his contribution. It's like either or, you're either someone's all good or they're all bad. And the only, it just doesn't work like that. Like nobody, like nobody stands if that's the standard, I guess. Sure. And I think we just want to be careful what it is we're either celebrating or tearing down. Yeah. Is it just because this person had flaws? Uh, Is it because whatever the ideology is that sort of inherently goes along with this? And, you know, in the case of, you know, some of the Confederate monuments. Right. uh, You know, what is it exactly that this monument is speaking to or that this name on the building, you know, is is representing? um, And is that problematic or not? 
not just from our 2020 sensibilities, do we like them or not? Is it problematic or not? Like what you're celebrating? I think, for example, you know, Princeton removing Woodrow Wilson from the Woodrow Wilson School of Foreign Policy or whatever. They're not celebrating Woodrow Wilson's character. Like that's not what they're celebrating. They're, they named it that because he's A, a former president of Princeton, and B, you know, the League of Nations and this idea that nations should cooperate is something he had a big hand in developing. And that's a significant contribution, but they're not endorsing everything about him. And so the idea that, you know, because he uh, believed in segregation, which by the way, in 1917, that would not have been an unusual view. I don't know. I just That to me just seems a bridge too far. Who can be celebrated then? Um, who doesn't have a problematic view of something? Or has a view that 20 years from now will be considered problematic. Right. Well, yeah. Oh, the way things are now, three weeks from now, <laughs> right. six weeks from now, a year right. from now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And part of the problem with like the Princeton case, just for example, is as I think maybe Ross uh, Duthat might have pointed out, it's like, well, they're going to change the name, but they haven't really changed anything of substance. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that's just like a nice PR move. They'll still, uh, you know, be happy to take the prestige and the money and the whatever else that comes their way, even though they're yeah. happy to change the name. Referencing a piece in the New York, uh, an opinion piece in the New York Times that came out today at the 30th, if you want to go and look at it. So the question then, I guess, is how, how do we balance the whole idea that people are flawed and, and sometimes bad people accomplish things that are good? Like, how does that, how, how do we think about those things? So maybe to like get it away from something uh, controversial, uh, like statues where there's a lot of emotion about it. I still find some things that Mark Driscoll wrote helpful, <laughs> even though he's made mistakes. I don't, I didn't throw away all of his books. You know what I mean? There's still mm-hmm. value or, or Josh Harris, who's denounced his faith. Dug Down Deep is still a good book. Oh, you can think of many secular authors or musicians or whatever whose whose work is still worth listening or reading, um, and and you can gain from even if we don't subscribe to every every worldview, right. every part of their worldview. Hopefully, that should be obvious. <laughs> well, <laughs> that someone, well, you'd that think. someone doesn't need to be fully in our camp to be able to recognize that something that they say or or produce may have value. Uh, you know, probably the best example in terms of scripture of this would be King David. Yeah. Right. In terms of someone who's greatly revered. And rightly so. I mean, both in just sort of Jewish history and Christian history, as well as in the scriptures themselves. And yet was a very flawed man who had, who did some terrible things. Yeah. I mean, some really awful things that, you know, were they to happen today, like he would be defrocked. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'd lose his job if he were a pastor and did those things today. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and, and he so. should. Yeah, yeah, and rightfully so. And yet, and yet, here's a man who's who's lauded. Um, so he's a he's an interesting test case. Um, and in fact, he's kind of one of those people where you look at and you go, "Why does the Lord say that David is a man after His own heart?" It seems like David has a heart that chases after a whole lot of other things other than the Lord. So Dave, David's a tricky one because, on the one hand, he's revered and lauded, and we would probably have a statue of him somewhere if that was sort of a thing you mean like michelangelo's david for instance <laughs> i mean like, like in down, i mean know, like in downtown jerusalem or yeah, yeah you know yeah. or <laughs> only the most famous work of art ever and yet it would be really easy to kind of pick him apart and say look at all of his flaws 
Or, I mean, really, you don't even have to go that far back. I mean, Peter's probably not getting hired or anyone's church staff. You know, up, oh, you deny Jesus, you're, you're out. Paul, well, I mean, he's got his own set of liabilities. He'd be canceled too. I mean, on and on, right? In fact, Peter could be accused of racism, right? He didn't want to eat with Gentiles. I'm telling you, the, the Twitter mob would be out for him and quick. Uh, to, to go back to your David example, if you go back to when he was choosing David, right? Everyone thought that it was going to be one of his brothers who was bigger or stronger or looked the part. And it says, God, uh, man looks at outer appearances, uh, but, but, man look, but God looks at the heart. And so I think what God does in his mercy is he does not look at us and define us as the worst thing we've ever done. There's more to us than just our mistakes and flaws. And he does, and he's not put off by those things when it comes to our being used by him, if we'll repent of our sin and believe in him. And so I, I think we take our cues from him in that way. Uh, people cannot be reduced to the worst thing they've ever done. So uh, did John Wayne have some uh, problematic views? Certainly he did, but that's not the only thing that's true about John Wayne. Did Woodrow Wilson have some uh, views that we would disagree with, in fact, even find sinful? Absolutely. But that's not the only thing that's true about Woodrow Wilson. I mean, what, use whatever contemporary example you want, but people are more than one thing. And so I think if we have a way of uh, nuancing our views of people, and we, have, we don't have a problem doing that with ourselves, by the way, uh, it's other people that we have difficulty with, um, then I think that can help a lot and go, okay, I'm going to let like, God determine whether or not this person is good or bad. Um, because in the final analysis, we're all bad. There's nobody good. All of us need mercy. Um, now, that doesn't mean we don't use discernment and the things we choose to celebrate. I think we should. But at least in terms of how we regard people and cancel culture and all the rest of it, I think we have to not reduce people to the worst parts of themselves. When we look back and we, we try to think through scripturally who is celebrated and why, you know, who at some point in scripture is given some sort of commendation and why. You know, David's just one of many examples, you know, many of the prophets, many of the kings and whatever. And you can look back through the kings and the history of the kings, and it's like, you know, so-and-so did evil in the sight of the Lord, or so-and-so did what was right in the sight of the Lord. That doesn't mean every time, every day, right? right. Like they were, they were without flaws or, or you know, contrary, without, without their good points. Moses, Abraham. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, all the heroes are flawed and often in pretty gross ways. But they're commended for, essentially, for their faithfulness. And even in the midst of their flaws, recognizing their flaws and leaning on the Lord for help. Yeah. And they're commended for what the Lord does through them. So as one is their faithfulness and, and two are just the, sort of their accomplishments or the, the ways in which they were an instrument for the Lord. You know, so if we're going to go back and sort of think about, you know, our contemporary day now and the whole monument thing. What is it that we're celebrating? I mean, hope, is, it the, is, is it the idea of, well, we're celebrating what they have accomplished? So Woodrow Wilson, he accomplished uh, a lot of foreign policy good. Okay, we can celebrate that. Like, that was a good thing. Um, John Wayne, we can celebrate his accomplishments. You know, name an airport after him. And it's a little bit different when we start getting into, like, the Confederate soldiers and generals and whatnot, because those statues are celebrating their ideology the Confederate ideology, and the fact that yeah. they gave their lives for that cause, which we recognize now is not a cause that ought to be celebrated whatsoever. 
Yeah. And so we can celebrate portions of Woodrow Wilson's life and, and, and doings. And we say, okay, we'll slap your name on an academic building. Uh, John Wayne, we can slap your name on a building in LA. That makes sense. But no, sorry, you don't get a statue if like your main accomplishment and what you're known for and what you stand for is slavery <laughs> and, and fighting to uh, uphold it. Right. Well, I, I would even take it like, you know, Thomas Jefferson, there are monuments to him. He had hypocritical views even, but he still wrote the Declaration of Independence. There are accomplishments, I think, that are worth, that are worth celebrating that even, even over against his more problematic views. Like I said, people are more than just one thing. There's a difference between recognizing an accomplishment and like, as you say, memorializing a movement that's deeply flawed. So this has been Matt and Kevin Talk Church. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully it's been helpful as we just try to think about you know, some of the contemporary issues in our day, some of which are very emotional and, and, and frankly, just kind of difficult to think, think through. Uh, we try to kind of frame things with a biblical framework um, to think through these things. It's, it's hard to always find a direct application to, you know, 21st century monument building yeah. <laughs> and memorializing. It's sort of direct teaching from scripture. Uh, but I think there are some principles that we can hope to apply. So thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Kevin. We've been talking church and how to deal with flawed heroes. Be warm and be filled.